I, I definitely cranked it to June Smart. Believe I have. We were all uh, thumping our dicks raw. Dave Song! Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I called him like I see some, all right? And Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. Taz. Look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Welcome, everybody, to the Rundown. I'm your host, Troy. Joining me again this week, Jason's here. I am here. How are we doing this week? You screw this up every week. You change it every... Now I'm thinking you're doing it just to screw with me. But uh, I guess before we introduce the other people who are here today... um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all right. It's been a rough week. I think I mentioned last week on the show that Jackson wasn't feeling great. Turned out it was COVID. Um, so was sick. Well, not even really sick. Just didn't feel great for the day he tested negative. The next day he felt fine, was ready to go to school, and tested positive. So fun, fun. And uh, was finally cleared to play on Sunday when we played our game, and we ended up losing our last game of the regular season to finish 10-1. and But... Mm. The playoffs are coming, so hopefully still taking home a championship. Right on. Yeah. Is that every every member of your family now has gotten COVID, or has it just been... As far as I know, Lisa and I haven't had it. Oh, okay. Just a I thought uh, she had it. I don't know why. Lisa had a positive test on a home test that then two negative PCRs, so mm-hmm. she got a negative... Uh, she got a false positive, but um, far as I know, I guess that's the sort of where we're at where you have to say it's like far as i know i haven't had it right but i also you know we didn't when jackson got sick we didn't like isolate him anywhere or anything like that so neither of us got it from him which leads me to believe that either our vaccines are working and we're not breakthrough candidates or we had it before and didn't realize it so maybe uh and joining us sales here wait are we done talking about me now Yes. What's up, guys? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what a fucking day, man. It's been a fucking day. Um, just to summarize it, I was I started a root canal last week, and they were going to put a crown on today. And I was like, listen, this has been painful all fucking week long. And they're like, yeah, you might have an infection. No, no crown today. Go home. Take take this amoxicillin, and we'll see you next week. I'm like, but the pain. They're like, eh, you're fine. So on a scale of CM Punk to Matt Riddle, how riddled are you? Uh, decently riddled. Okay. Decently riddled. But um, 
the pain isn't as bad as it was like this morning. So, because if it was, I wasn't gonna be fucking podcasting tonight. I was gonna get my teeth fixed, but then I got high. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. We get Troy. How are you, buddy? Right? Hey, I was Troy. I'm doing all right. How's the car Uh, ride? Good, good. Okay. This uh, this past weekend was the like the the farthest I was going to travel. So it was like, okay, well, this is going to be like the real test. Like, hasn't happened yet. Everything's been good, but um, I I took my my kids down to my parents and we watched the Daytona 500. Um, and so as I was driving down. I'm like, you know, I might be able to actually like drive and not be all anxious and stuff like that. Yeah, then it was like 45 mile per hour winds the entire town, and I'm just getting knocked around and everything like that. So, but yeah, everything's good. So that actually reminded me, we had a gigantic mm-hmm. windstorm here in Massachusetts during the week in the last week. Did. I did not lose any fence during that windstorm. That is shocking. Right? Right? That means all my work has finally paid off, at least for one storm. There you go. Storm by storm. Right, well, that's all you got to do. That's right. I wish Lance Storm was more promiscuous, so I could have made a joke out of that, but... (laughs) We got uh, back from Saudi Arabia... Well, no, we didn't. And, and nobody, well, we didn't, but the WWE did. And there I'm sure was, not there everybody was no... did. That's just not the way that works. <laughs> I haven't seen Sonya yet, so. <laughs> well, we did see that hot picture of her and Rhea, so. That's true, that's true. But yeah, it's been um, another year of the same kind of shit with that, with people leading up to it, talking about blood money and, and all of that dumb shit. And... There's always the chance coming out of it that we'll have maybe some weird airplane issues or something like that, but not uh, not this time. So, um, but before we get into that, um, do we have anything big that we want to talk about? Well, do you have the uh, the Dax Harwood story up by any chance? I'll very quietly type it out. <laughs> All right, well, Troy pulls up the exact quotes for those who don't know. Um, Renee Paquette's uh, Oral Sessions podcast, she had, um, I keep wanting to call them The Revival, but what are they they in AEW now? God, I don't remember. FTR. FTR, FTR, there you go. Um, They had them on, she had them on this week, and uh, Dax particularly decided to use that as his Latest format to play Fed Bad, um, because he decided to tell a story from Raw 25. With Sal, you're the guy that remembers all the dates. When was Raw 25? It's like 2018, something like that. Okay. So, four years ago, something occurred that now he needs to bring out, because now it's critical that the world knows about this. So... Apparently there was an interaction between him and Shawn Michaels. They had a serious conversation, and then the click showed up, and uh, Shawn sort of used the stuff to mock him a little bit in front of the click, which is a shitty thing to do, let's be honest. But 
At the same time, one of the things he's like, I, the whole reason he started freaking out and literally admitted to pumping his fist into the brick wall and crying was because they were part of a segment where DX kicked the shit out of them. Are you fucking shitting me? What kind of bullshit, entitled fucking stuff does this guy have going on in his brain? Look through the history of wrestling. You want to talk? You want to talk about DX alone? Look at the shit DX has done to show ass in a ring sometimes, both literally and figuratively. Um, I, what I mentioned in the host, Triple H jobs to the Warrior in a minute at Wrestle Fucking Mania. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels joined the Kiss My Ass Club. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, the list goes on and on of shit these guys did or, you know, put themselves, embarrassed themselves for the sake of getting the product over. Wait, so they're mad that they had to get beat up by DX? Yes. Well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and okay, give you, yes. give you the exact quote. Please, because I, I haven't yeah. heard the quote. Um, so uh, he talked to, you said he talked to, to Sean about like the Bret Hart and stuff like that. And he says, for a lot of guys, it's like, oh, it's a paycheck. Who cares? But not me, Harwood said. When talking about how upset he was following the Revival's beatdown last night, there's a legacy I want to leave. But that happened, and I talked to Sean, and it was that was the first time we had talked since the Performance Center days. I told him, man, this happened. Tore my bicep, went through a really dark period, and thought I was going to quit. But thankfully, I have the greatest wife in the world, and she was supporting me and brought me out of this funk and out of this dark place, and I'm here now. I'm super happy. I, it was the same way I was in a, or a very dark place with my wife. She's beautiful. She pulled me out of this dark spot. Blah, blah, blah. So he said, we had this bonding moment, and then we got in front of his friends, uh, X-Pac, Hunter, Billy, Road Dog, and Scott. And as soon as we got in front of his friends, he started making fun of me and making fun of my situation and what happened to my bicep. I was like, man, I just poured my heart out to you, and as soon as we get in front of your friends, because we're going over that, they're going to beat the shit out of us, you decided to take all of this stuff and make fun of me about it. It's almost like DX was busting balls right <laughs> i was gonna say isn't that like the business yes like that's what they do like especially the vets the vets are gonna make fun of you with right. their friends it's like a locker room like he literally really started it like... by saying we got on the same page with this stuff and i thought wow well, this is really cool we're friends and then because they were cool, and Sean was like, "Oh, you know, we got we got something in common. Where I can bust your balls like I would anybody else." Exactly, and that's what happened. But these guys have it in their heads that they are God's gift to professional wrestling, and God forbid anybody book them to look in any way less than or speak ill of them in any way, shape, or form. And I used to be a big, big fan of these guys. The more they talk the more they push their anti-WWE agenda, any chance they get. Again, four fucking years. Why are you still doing this? I was going to say, why bring it up on a podcast? Get on with your life. You're in a different company doing different... Well, I guess you're not really doing much in this company, so I guess maybe that's why you try to keep your name out there because you're never on fucking TV anymore. I don't know. But get the fuck over it and get over yourselves. There it is. Look at Drake Maverick. Look at the shit that guy did on TV. Have you ever heard him complain about anything he did? No, because it got him over. 
Do you think being in the ring for the revival, being in the ring with DX, doesn't raise the profile of the revival? I'm the only one, apparently, that, that got worked up about this. <laughs> well, because they're self-marks. It's crazy. Like, they they literally can't get enough of themselves, but for some reason to think that they're bigger than the vets in this business is mind-boggling, especially, like you said, from four fucking years ago. Why are you going on a podcast right now and complaining about something that happened four fucking years ago? Well, I mean, Sal, they could talk about that hot angle they're currently involved in. You know what? Talk about how much you love tag wrestling, all right? And stop trying to make headlines on Renee Paquette's podcast. Because nobody it, gives a fuck about the revival or the FTR, whatever the fuck they are. They're just it, another. It team. made me, yeah. It made me think about the the Young Bucks Booker T story, where they had heat yeah. for all that year, but all, all that long time because they wouldn't shake his hands. Like it, it is part of the business to show yeah. respect to your guys that are there before it, you know. So, Dude, I, whenever I go to a show, every locker room I go into, I make sure to shake everyone's hand. Still to this Dude. day, that's how I came up in the business. And the dicks. Hold on, hold on. Rob Van Dam told a story in a podcast a couple of years ago where he where he was still a young kid in the business and he showed up at Sputnik Monroe's house for training <laughs> and the dude came out of his house butt ass naked and with a shotgun. And he doesn't tell it like, oh, it was good for my life. No, he tells it like in jest. Like the vets, like they're going to do crazy shit to kind of test you. And from what I gathered michaels didn't say anything bad he was just busting balls like get over yourself well he also didn't specifically say what michael said too right he, he he left that pretty vague of like then he started busting my chops like you were very in-depth before that right. talking about your part side of the story right but he, they also went on to talk about that's why they think brett is still the best wrestler of all time instead of sean blah 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 but when, you, bust their balls? but when you think about it, that comparison makes sense because boring, plain, white bread, Bret Hart, FTR. They, oh, they're spoken like a true Shawn Michaels fan. They're from the exact same mold. <laughs> they're cut from the exact... Well, no, no, listen, and I, Bret was a great technical wrestler in the ring, but charisma was not a gift bestowed upon Bret Hart. And it's not, and it's not bestowed upon the revival either. Ninety-seven. I'll give him that, but yeah, and his charisma was not like through the roof. Obviously, if it was, we wouldn't have to go to Diesel in ninety-five. But anyway, uh, no, no, nobody gives a shit about FTR. But that's the argument, and that was a shame because they think they think that people should, and they don't. Like, listen, you're you're a really good tag team. Stop trying to tell. Here's the thing. Let's see who's a great example of this. Kobe, when Kobe was alive, when he was playing, he never really ran around telling everyone he was great. The great ones really don't. They let other people talk about how great they are. Unless you're current day Michael Jordan, Rain, have, like, have you have you ever heard the Usos talk about how they're one of the best tag teams of all time? No. How often do you hear the Young Bucks talk about it? Every week. How long have you hear FTR talk about it? Every time they I hear them, we were the one of the best. Dude, you're not even like top ten in your own company. Yeah. Of yeah. those three teams, who would you consider the best tag team? The Usos. Right. 
the best don't need to tell everybody they're the best. Only the people who have uh, an inferiority complex because they know they're not need to tell you that they're the best. Just try to tell Daniel Bryan he's the best. He will flat out refuse to agree right. with you on that. And yeah. he was renowned as one of the best wrestlers in the world for a long time. Everybody even even to his credit, the rest right. of the world will tell can tell you Kenny Omega is one of the best wrestlers in the world, but he won't. Mm-hmm. He'll say a lot of other shit that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, which he did weird, this though, weekend. You mentioned insecurities, though. There are people that are so desperate to stay relevant. Yeah. I'll give you an example, like Hulk Hogan. Sure. Hulk Hogan will never fail to remind you how great Hulk Hogan was. But not when he was on top, and he was no. the biggest draw. No, only only since his star faded and he had the whole right. scandal. When you are on top, you don't need to tell everybody you're on top. Fair. Mm-hmm. LeBron may act like an entitled bitch, but LeBron never goes into an interview and talks about how he is the best player in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. Giannis doesn't do that. Giannis is a humble superstar, actually. He's refreshing in that way. Um, but the guys who can stake claim to that never do. Because it means way more when other people say it about you than when you have to say it about yourself. Right. It's true. All right, so I guess nobody else has anything. So, um, <laughs> did you hear about this uh, Kenny Omega uh, interview from this past week talking about Cody Rhodes. Uh, I the only thing I read was that uh, he said that they were not friends outside of other than professional friends. Right. And he claimed Cody was on a plane to Saudi Arabia. Right. So he lied about that. Um, but he also said like they wouldn't go out for drinks after the show. Of course, he said Diet Pepsi's because he's straight edge. Straight edge. But um, I'm surprised he didn't say Yoo-Hoo's because that was the big thing on BTE for a long time was that was his favorite drink of choice. Um, but that said, one of the other things he said that I found so hypocritical that it pissed me off was um, his version of our revolution was different than ours. He was the one that really pushed that us versus them agenda. When I'm sitting here like, bitch, I watched BTE before Cody Rhodes was ever on it, and all you motherfuckers did was take shots at WWE. Wait, he said Cody's the one that pushed yes. the us versus them agenda? Yes. Funny, is the Bullet Club that invaded Raw in 2018, wasn't it? 2017, well, that, that was actually? Cody was part of that. But Okay, okay. But, but Cody, but, but they were taking shots at the, the FTR started long before fucking Cody was involved when Revival was on Raw. Yep. I mean, this is not... Cody did not bring this shit to... Like, they were taking cheap shots way, way, way before. So to suggest that Cody... Now, Cody, I'm sure, coming from there, feeling like he had an axe to grind and proved to Vince that he was, in fact, a superstar that he thought he was, absolutely makes sense that he he would want the us versus them. And I totally get that. And I, I do believe the idea that, what was that fucking segment he did that used to drive us nuts all the time? Undesirable, unreliable to undesirable, or whatever the fuck yes, it was. that whole, um, which was just a self-fulfilling Undesirable to undeniable, that's what it was. Um, yeah, that was all Cody. You could tell, and 100%. he hosted the segment himself. So I'm not going to sit here and say he didn't have an us versus them mentality, but to put it all on Cody, like he was the only one that wanted to the fucking bucks were taking cheap shots at WWE this fucking week with Cody gone. I was going to say does that mean it stops now because according to Kenny it was Cody that pushed that narrative. So Tony Khan can't keep his fucking mouth shut about WWE. 
Yeah, exactly. And he runs the goddamn company. And this is, to me, my biggest issue with both the stands of AEW and the AEW uh, personalities in and of themselves, is that they are so fucking disingenuous about what they are and what they do. To me, it would be so refreshing if they just came out and went, yeah, fuck WWE. We want to take them down. But instead, they're too fucking sheepish and chicken shit to actually come out and say that, so they just drop these subtle little things in the background, and ooh, <laughs> we're so clever. It's so fucking annoying. I believe it's point. called passive-aggressive. <laughs> that's one thing. Chicken shit's what I prefer to go with, but... Um, no, I just... I just I just love the stands that'll tell you that they're so glad they're not watching WWE anymore, but yet they'll no, everything be able to tell you. Yeah, everything is yeah. going on. Yeah. Every, yeah, and they'll be the first ones to complain about it too. Mm-hmm. So I've yeah, actually I, seen that exact comment on like a raw thread, like I'm so good I don't have to watch this anymore. It's like, well you're here, dude, so right. <laughs> You're still devoting time to this. And money. Yeah, absolutely. But uh yeah, I think that's that's it for now, unless something else pops into my head. So speaking of money, let's talk about some blood money, Troy. <laughs> that's right. We had Elimination Chamber from Saudi Arabia this past Quick. Saturday. Quick thing before Unless you're in Germany. Yes. Yeah, no way out. Um, no escape. No escape. Uh, AJ Styles. Oh, yes. Apparently, he's inked a new deal uh, worth $3 million per year. I don't know how many years, but I did hear that uh, shortly before we came on the air. Yep. Probably the rest of his years, because he's talked about how yeah, his, his next contract's probably going to be his last. And That guy lasted a hell of a, long, a lot longer than he probably should have, considering uh, the moveset that he had. I was going to say, when time. he was like young, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Which... Which reminds me of a tweet Sammy Guevara did showing highlights of his match with uh, Darby from this past week where he said, we will fight forever. No, you won't, because Darby's got like <laughs> two years maybe before he cripples himself. I was so, going to say, no, you're going to have a broken neck in two years. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, to, the, to that point, <laughs> I'm going to keep going because this is an angry night for me. But um, as I saw that tweet, the the first place I saw that tweet was one of the prominent AEW stands on Twitter who said, oh, this really sucks. I was really hoping this is one of those guys I really wanted to see in AEW, and now he's going to rob us of ever seeing him versus Kenny. Like, what kind of balls? And this this is an epidemic with this fan base. What kind of balls do you have to have to sit there and tell somebody that you know what's best for their life and their career and their well-being and what matters most to them because you happen to like a different wrestling product? The fucking stones it takes to ha- to feel like you have that level of entitlement to speak on other people's career decisions, go fuck yourself all the way. Well, this was a I- comment you saw on Twitter? Yes. Oh, faceless, nameless. Yeah, exactly. That's what keyboard warriors are, man. They say the shit they wouldn't dare say in real life. Like in some of these would. They're so fucking delusional. Well, yes, that too. There are are people that do. This is that dynamic, and I talked about it with the wrestling journalists before. They really feel like they're soldiers in this war. They really do, and it gives them a sense of importance that they don't have anywhere else in their lives to be the ones to stand up for AEW. And don't get me wrong, WWE has those fans too. 100%. They exist on both sides. But the WWE fans are less loud about it. 
or at least they don't exist within the echo chamber that twitter is but it's just so fucking like the 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 sense of entitlement that you have to have to do that is just mind-boggling to me these are the same people who when uh zelina vega signed back with WWE, sent her death threats oh yeah They're, they're absolutely lunatics um, it is funny though when the like you said the quote unquote wrestling journalists do it and people from the business call them out like Jim Cornette who called out Meltzer a couple weeks ago that was right. actually pretty funny that was great um, because it puts them in their fucking place like this isn't even just like another fan calling you out this is right. fucking the guy who's been in the business for fifty years but don't you dare question Booker and promoter of the year Sal. <laughs> Uh, Should we talk about that abortion before we go any further? You you mean the uh, uh, Meltzer first talking about how the awards are voted on by all the fans and and that that? they actually matter? But um, which he was, I guess, was him kind of burying in the lead a little bit. Like, I know what's coming because he released all of the uh, Wrestling Observer Awards. We don't need to go into depth on who won them. Because if it's a it's a best of, it was probably AEW, and if it was a worst of, it was probably WWE. Most overrated number two was Roman Reigns. Just let that sink in for a moment. No, 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 that's not the most egregious one. The most egregious one is Rookie of the Year, oh, Jade Cargill. That's pretty bad too. Yeah. That, uh, like there well, were other I'll... people you could have picked in AEW. You know what I mean? I had I had a bigger issue with uh, the fact that Melter doesn't know apparently what a promotional tactic is because a bunch of his his categories and I were like firing people in the pandemic. It's like that's not a promotional <laughs> tactic. That's just something they did. Most people fired during all the pandemic. All you need to know. WWE. All you need to know is that promotion of the year, Ring of Honor finished above WWE. The company that's out of business currently finished above the one setting record profits. Yeah. That's why these, and, and the, the followers, it was, well, tell me you don't care about the awards, but then that's all you talk about. It's like, because you all act like insufferable fucking children. Doesn't AEW still have a banner up in their oh, fucking arena there at Daly's Place for an award that they won? I would imagine they went front and center on the Tony Khan fucking thing with the graphic and everything, so... Oh, you know it. I feel like you're very reserved tonight, Troy. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to... I, 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 I up his flow. We wanted to talk about Blood, Money, and the Sam. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no I'm, I'm good. Because... Well, you did say, before we talk about that, does anybody have anything they want to say? So... I did. I opened myself before a little bit. <laughs> um, no, I was kind of thinking about um, you're a, you're a New Japan fan. Um, Not as much as I'd I like was, to be, but yeah, yeah. Um, and we finally get uh, like Jay White and the Gorillas of Destiny in the same like vicinity. And uh, I guess spoiler alert for anyone who didn't watch it, but uh, Jay White took the best thing about the Bullet Club and replaced it with the absolute worst thing you could imagine to include <laughs> in the Bullet Club, the Good Brothers. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. 
By the way, that pay-per-view, that pay-per-view for Impact, not a bad watch, actually. Yeah? Yeah, pretty good. Um, I do love the fact that they did the big swerve at the end where Eddie Edwards turned on Team Impact and helped Honor No More win the match. And then I went Mm -hmm. on Twitter and went, oh my god, Eddie Edwards turned on Impact? He's like Mr. Impact. Like, you guys realize he was a multiple-time Ring of Honor world champion before Impact was ever a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on like not being able to watch New Japan as much as as we'd like to, but I for sure don't need to see the good of uh, kicking out God then from the Bullet Club then right. You're not missing much. <laughs> yeah, and it it just got me thinking too with with the the Bullet Club things and Jay White now showing up in AEW. It's like he's going to be another member of the Bullet Club that never interacts with, like, the old members of the Bullet Club that are still in the company there. Like, well, no, I mean, the first night there, he did a little thing with the box. A little thing, but then his main feud was with Moxley. Uh, so no, it was uh, Best Friends. Moxley. Beretta. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah Beretta. Yeah, Beretta. Beretta. Yeah, Beretta. Because they know each other from Japan. Which the other right. bald-jacked guy. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's like there's so many better Interestingly enough, too. both of them coming off of rehab, just two different types of rehab. There you go. It's just weird because you you feel like there's so much more they could have done with you know the Bullet Club and and they've had so many different members and they haven't really done any of the storylines in there and obviously the other aspect of that is the every Bullet Club member that they bring in there they put into like shitty feuds like I don't really need to see Jay White and Trent Beretta because I don't really care. Uh, <sighs> The weird thing is, Jay White feel, and I could be wrong. It, it feels like Minoru Suzuki, where he's just going to be here for a few shows. So there's probably not going to be a feud, other than right. you know chaos, which that's easy. You just have to beat about Orange Cassidy once in a while. But yeah, I don't think Jay White's going to be in AEW for the long haul. So probably just has a contract for like a few shows, and then. But I like Jay White. I like the work he's done in New Japan. I haven't seen as much of his Impact stuff, but um, yeah, to AEW, it's not even gonna, it's not gonna be a thing, which is yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll just have to start having twelve man tags on AEW Dark Football. (laughs) Well, I mean, given that card that that Troy posted the other day, holy shit! Yes, Booker of the Year. How many people can I get on the on the show at once? I mean, in, in his defense, that's a long-time New Japan tactic, too. I mean, they yeah. load right. up their shows with the, multi-person matches. Yeah, that was one of the main complaints about Wrestle Kingdom. It's like, oh, look, another eight-man tag. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, I've actually talked to somebody, rather prominent wrestler, who spent a lot of time over there, um, and that person basically said what we all did, like, the, the Japanese crowd loves it. Like, it's not an American thing, but the Japanese crowd goes crazy for it. Mm-hmm. So, And it's sort of like their Vince McMahon, WrestleMania, try to get everybody on the card when they do big shows and get everybody paid. So it's so yeah. expecting mm-hmm. to get, get on the card. Mm-hmm. Speaking of trying to get on cards, we had an interesting lineup for the Elimination Chamber. And I want to give a thank you to everyone who participated in our predictions poll. We have 
unemployed Cody Rhodes, please hire me, WWE. <laughs> Yete, Astro, who hopes to not be last. Myself, Jason, future WWE main eventer, Fetus Rhodes, uh, Ginger Lee, Sal, Bruno Tomas, Remo Al Abdullah, uh, Adam Rody Chodes, or, uh, you know, co host Adam. Gods of Juggalo, David K. And of course, <sighs> Dicko Loco and the Rundown Wrestling present We Don't Have Coke, Could Be Pepsi. XL. Uh, Close the character limit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, LXIX Super Bowl halftime show featuring Dr. Britt Baker, Dr. Isaac Lashin, Dr. Phil, Dr. House, every single piece of shit, Dr. from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, threesome between WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump, WWE Hall of Famer May Young, and soon-to-be WWE Hall of Famer Katie Vick, Riley Reid, Maya Malkova, Lexi Bell, Lena Paul, Brandy Love. I'm assuming these are porn stars, right? <laughs> Lena Paul, Mia Malkova. Good. The Nexus, The Core, The Retribution, Taz, I mean Sal, Troy Shady Carr, Big Dick Jason, Shirtless Adam, Lisa... Back from the Dead, Jeff, Ginger, He Still Hates Wrestling, John, the original founder of the stepbrother and sister fetish, Paul Birchall and Katie Lee Birchall, Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, Linda McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Vince McMahon's illegitimate son, Hornswoggle, Hornswoggle's illegitimate son, Adam Colbebe, Chris Jericho, Chris Masters, Chris Hero, Chris Canyon, Chris Candido, Chris Benoit, and his new tag team partner, O.J. Simpson, famous UFC failure as Punk, UFC Hall of Famer, Ronda Rousey, fuck Brie Bella, Fuck Nikki Bella, fuck Mama Cunt, and every single person from the Grand Royal Rumble. Okay. So the one thing that I got out of that was, uh, let's play a quick game here, a little sidetrack. <laughs> um, if you had the ability to take one former rundown host who is no longer with the show and bring them back, who would it be? Now, Troy, we know your choice is Josh, so we can move on. No, but <laughs> that's not... <laughs> Sal, go ahead. It, it actually cut out for me. Could you repeat that? No. I'm not doing No, I'm that. serious. Like, no. Like you have the ability like, to take one yeah. former host of this show who is no longer a host of the show and bring them uh, back as a regular host. Who is it going to be? Um, Troy, Troy Jeff. selected Josh. Okay. Uh, I'll go with Jeff. I thought you were going Raccoon Reigns. All right. Troy, if it's not Josh, who is it? Andy. That's a good one. I was going to say Andy. Yeah. I was debating um, on that, but I was like, eh. yeah. Uh, I am, I'm 100% torn between Ginger and Jeff, but since Ginger's been on fairly recently, I'll go with Jeff. I'm, I'm so glad I get to talk about Cox. <laughs> I'm really happy. Dicks. Yay. Yeah, go. I didn't think of Ginger because he was on recently, so yeah. I kind of thought that was like a little bit of a comeback. Also, Sal, are you ready for this week's episode of Twilight Magic? Uh, nope, I don't have to watch it because he didn't show up in WWE program this week. Okay, but can 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 you at least be honest with yourself and admit that he's clearly being groomed for a main main spot that he's getting fucking hype hint drops? What? When do they ever do hint drops for anybody anymore in WWE? The the social media and 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 Miz. I mean, it's funny, yes, because it's topical. Look, he might, and he might, he might, but I, I don't. I knew he wasn't on a plane to Saudi Arabia. 
I don't know if 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 Vince decides to bring him in. I don't think they rush a Mania program. I think maybe Troy was right. Maybe it's the night after Mania. We'll see. They wouldn't have started pumping him now. Uh, you can drop a couple hints now. It distracts then... from Mania. If he's not gonna, if you, if he's not gonna be on the show, you don't start promoting it now because it's just setting it up for disappointment. We'll see. Well, that's that's always been a Vince thing is to never promise something that you can't deliver. Remember the WrestleMania a couple years ago where Bobby Lashley was backstage and we were all like, Lashley resigned. He's going to be Braun Strowman's mystery partner. And mm. then they waited till the night after and he came out on Raw. But they didn't do hype packages for him beforehand. No, 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 no. Well, that's not the same thing then. What hype? They didn't do hype packages on Raw. Miz made a couple comments during his... Their entire social media feed from Raw kept dropping fucking hints about Cody. Yeah, they kept they used lyrics in his theme song, sure. They did it two or three times, yeah, I know. That's not like a fucking video package with like, oh welcome God. back, this is, this dashing is, Cody Rhodes. This is, they, they, they don't be fucking all over again. Like, <laughs> no, no, you're is, just being is, deliberately obtuse here now, Sal. I don't have to watch twa- or listen to Twat Magic. I mean... Oh, no, that's why you're fighting so hard. Okay, now I get I don't it. have to listen to the... Look, the Bellas are worse than they were before they went on their hiatus, man. They are bad now. It's like... Uh. <laughs> he got lucky that they're waiting till SmackDown to debut him, because we're, hey, we have to do a double episode this week, so yeah, it would have been double the fun for him. Yeah. And he's not coming on SmackDown. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, the night started with Roman Reigns versus... Goldberg? Uh, no, it and Rain. Nope. Nope. It did not. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Rey Mysterio defeated The Biz on the pre-show. <laughs> hey, Jason, did you watch it? I did not. <laughs> I don't think it was the pre-show either. I think it was the first match on the main card. It was not. No, it wasn't. It was, it was a pre-show. Because I tuned in like 10 minutes late, and that match had just ended, and they were on the Roman package. So. I, I watched the replay, and they started the night with Roman and Goldberg. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Ginger Lee, Adam, Loco, and David Kay all get a point for correctly getting Mysterio. I guess we don't have anything to say about that match. I mean, is Miz getting so. painfully close to Big Show territory where beating him doesn't mean anything anymore? He's already there. I don't think he's there yet. But I think he's getting close. Does Mysterio gain anything from a win over Miz? I mean, it was clearly to set up the match at Mania that we're talking. We're going to talk about in a little bit, but yeah. 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 Then we got to Roman Reigns versus Goldberg to start the show. Roman Reigns retains his championship via submission. Was this? Oh, sorry. Um, everybody except for unemployed Cody Rhodes gets a point for that one. That's why he's um, yep. Was this the last match for Goldberg? Possibly. I hope so. But first off, this match was everything it should have been uh, in the way it ended, which was Roman dominantly choking him out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yes. a fluke. It wasn't. It was Roman. It was old Yeller. That's what it was. It was Roman taking old Yeller out behind the barn and shooting him in the head. Um, mm-hmm. Now, that said, for everyone that bitches and cries and moans that Goldberg comes back for these shows, listen to the goddamn reaction the Saudi people have to Goldberg. That's why he comes back. And this is where we need to stop as wrestling fans thinking that just because something isn't for us means that it's not for anybody. 
well, there's also people who love to talk about, oh, WWE can't book a, a, a face champion. It's like, but Brock is doing that right now. Just because you don't like him doesn't mean that they're not booking him as a very good, good face champion. He's also very good at taking the title off of black guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know what was weird to me, though? The hype for this match, the specifically the, the video package and then what Michael Cole was saying during the match. He kept si- making it sound like Goldberg hasn't been himself the past couple years. This is the real Goldberg. He's back to the way he was. And he lost, and he got choked out in the middle of the ring. So that makes me think that contract is up. Oh, it's definitely up. No, so, I mean, that we're done here. Like, it sounded like, not that they were burying him out the door, but that they were like, yeah, that's the end of that story. I mean, hey, they had a good run since 2016, but what else can you do with Goldberg? I, I think that he's just probably done. I mean, there's a lot you could do with him, but I think that he's probably just done. And he got he got to do exactly what he wanted, and that was to have his weird fucking kid see him wrestle. So Goldberg versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. There you go. Loser replaces a hip match. Well, Owens has a little payback towards Goldberg. It makes sense. Yeah. Stole his WrestleMania title defense. Yeah. We don't do long term booking though. No. Fair. All right. We had. Um, the Elimination Chamber match uh, for who would be facing the winner of a later match at WrestleMania, which we all know who won that match. Uh, so this one was a little bit harder for people to pick. And we had... Hold on a second. Gaza Juggalo, Bruno, Tomas, Sal, and Jason all correctly predicted that Bianca Belair would win it. Um... So we started with uh, Nikki Ash and Liv Morgan. Hold on, before we even get there, can yeah. we take a second to talk about how I know we talk all the time, or certain people on the internet talk all the time about how there's been no progress since they started doing these shows. But mm-hmm. thank God that the progress has been made that allows these women to come out dressed like that in Saudi Arabia now, as opposed to baggy t-shirts. Because oh God damn, the first show when Alexa fought Sasha, right? That was actually not in Saudi Arabia. The first match in Saudi Arabia was um, Lacey Evans and Natalia. Oh, why did I think it was Alexa and Sasha? That was in. That was um, in. Um, oh God. Um, oh, that was another Middle Eastern country, wasn't it? It was. It was. Uh, was it Qatar? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was. Okay. Okay. You're right. I remember that now. Lacey Evans versus Natalia. Uh, yeah, but we are far removed from that. Goddamn Liv Morgan. Go check that out if you haven't seen that. Yes. Yeah. And there was, uh, um, for like Rhea, I was like, you should probably just wear that all the time now. Yeah. It, that was good. Nikki Ash, too, was, a, I thought, an improvement on, on her normal outfit even, too. Wear just a little bit more. And by the way, I think we mentioned it in the host room. We should talk about it here. What the fuck was the point of all the Alexa Bliss therapy if she was just going to come out and be spoopy Alexa again? Yeah, I was confused by that because they they just said she was cured. She was cured. She came out. She was dressed normally the last time we saw her. Also Which was on Monday, literally also, six days before this. What event. we were told then was that in order to stay that way, she had to always carry Lily with her. Guess what? She <laughs> didn't have with her. Yep. 
I don't. I'm curious if that was a like false idols thing in Saudi Arabia that they were afraid of by having possibly. I don't know. Possibly. Um, you never know what some of this stuff is like. Is it just because they're worried it's going to offend somebody over there? You know. Um, but also, by the way, when we're talking about progress, they had women on the fucking billboard, which is a definite first over there. It's never happened. Well, they said that, yeah, first yeah. time ever. Um, um, and that that was pretty cool. Also, can we just talk for one moment about the, during Alexa's entrance, that moment where she slammed on Rhea's thing, and they were, like, almost about to kiss through the glass? Because that shit was hot as fuck. Yeah. Nice. So we started with Nikki Aish and Dewdrop. Whose outfit then, was pretty much the same, except she with... had to wear, like, fucking thigh shorts oh, instead yeah, of her. Instead of the thong. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Nikki Aish and Liv Morgan, and then Dewdrop came out. Yeah. yeah. She was the first one. Um, after that, it was Rhea Ripley, Alexa Bliss, and Bianca Bell was the last one. So the first elimination that we had was Nikki Aish getting taken out by Rhea Ripley. That would be uh, a theme for the week. <laughs> well, it's been a theme for the past, like, two months. Month? I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, then we had um, Liv Morgan eliminate Dewdrop. Uh, there was a super fucking scary moment in this match, too, where Liv goes over the top rope and oh, the Jesus. like buckle on her pants caught to the top Catch of the thing. The top turnbuckle, yeah. And... Thankfully, Dewdrop rushed right over there and helped her down, but it was like, ugh, like that. And she kind of hobbled a little bit afterwards, too, but I'm sure she was just kind of testing it. But, yeah. I'll give credit to Dewdrop, too, for, for being smart the way she did it. She made it look in kayfabe like she was just moving her out of the way. You know what right. I mean? So that if you weren't, like, smart to the business, or if you weren't, like, trained to see stuff like that, you wouldn't know that. No, live, live almost fucking tore her goddamn leg up there. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, then Alexa eliminated Liv. Uh, then we were down to Bianca, Rhea, and Alexa. Yeah. So that would mean that Alexa Bliss got eliminated next, right? No, like they no, 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 because we went on to have this really good back and forth with Bianca and. Uh, Rhea, and that that's like all I wanted to see at that point. But no, then then uh, Bianca hit Rhea with the KOD, so we're down to Bianca and Alexa, which she took really well. Yes, um, and of course I was hoping that she would actually have jammed Rhea's face into her crotch, but she missed. <laughs> so I had to keep going. Uh, yeah, we ended up with Alexa and Bianca. Which didn't really make a lot of sense to me why it was them two being the last ones. Um, yeah. And I, I, get, th- I think you, you said it too in the, in, the, in, in the host thread that you thought that the only reason that they were doing this was to have Alexa win. That would be the only thing that made sense. Yeah. So the fact that Bianca does wind up beating her and getting her rematch with, uh, with Becky Lynch, obviously... For all those people who cried about, oh, they fucking screwed over Bianca at SummerSlam. It's like, oh, as it turns out, the plan was always for Bianca to get her moment back at WrestleFuckingMania. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, David K with a shout-out to our predictions thread with almost a Saudi hottage. 
hostage still be uh, making him laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a mood. Uh, yeah, so also long-term booking. This has been a year now of uh, Bianca building herself back up. And even even her losing in 26 seconds would have like that. It's like the woman still won the Royal Rumble and like, you know, was a champion for a while and things like that, like this year. So I I don't see how this one match, which eventually is leading to the second match, is a bad thing. Right. Um, Naomi and Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya. Before that, um, this was a weird chamber because I, I thought that there was a lot of good spots um, and it was really fast paced, but it was really quick and it felt like the chamber was over like very soon after it got started. Am I wrong? If this was in America, do you think that chamber matches that fast? No. In fact, I thought I thought they still did the gimmick where you had to be in your pod for five minutes before the timer went off. Well, they're always they always fudge with those times. You know how that shit goes. Sure, but if the t- if the match length was fifteen minutes, that means like each person was in a pod for like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other issue that I kind of had with with this chamber match was uh, the fact that they really didn't use the chamber as much as. Like the like you normally would see in a chamber match, and I don't know if it's just because it was so quick, but that's always been the thing that's bothered me when they do like cage matches and they're not throwing each other into the cage. It's like what's even what's even the point of it? Well, there was that um, point where Rhea sort of climbed up the side of the cage to chase down who was who was trying to was it Alexa trying to escape? I forget who it was. Yeah. Um, at which point, I, all that went through my head was do a double moon, puss. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Will Osprey. Uh, that will never go out of style here. Nice. Uh, Naomi and Ronda Rousey wind up defeating Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. Um, we had the very dumb moment of Ronda getting her arm kind of tied behind her back. Oh. <sighs> if you can't do it right, don't do it at all. Right. Okay, there was um, no point in this match. No point. No, it it almost was uh, a normal match you would see on like a Bra or SmackDown when you're building two different feuds and you're like, well, I'll just throw them together in the tag team this week to to kind of progress both of them. But it got another women's match on the Saudi card, which I think was part of the thought process too. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, and um, I like the fact that Ronda showed up in her key. Uh, yeah. It yes. not only kind of set her apart from everyone else since they were all in skin tight. Outfits, but yeah, it was good. It was a with, nice little callback to her. Also, with no last samurai makeup this time, just regular Ronda. <laughs> yes, thankfully. Um, so everybody except for Jason, unemployed Cody Rhodes, and Yeti got a point for that. Wait, I picked Sonya and Charlotte. Yep. Maybe I was riddled. <laughs> uh, the. Anything else to say about that the the uh, the take too much though? I, I think we beat it to death, but it's better when you keep Charlotte and uh, Ronda away from each other, you know, before their Mania match. I know they didn't have much interaction in this match, but bad enough. Yeah. 
Most of it was Charlotte being chicken shit heel against Ronda, not wanting to get in the ring with her, etc. So. Or trying yeah. to do spots with and trying to keep Ronda's arm behind her back. Right. That happened a lot. <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre beat Madcap Moss. Uh, oh, I'm, sorry, you, I'm sorry, you, you mispronounced almost killed. Yes. <laughs> almost killed Madcap Moss. Uh, everyone except for Jason, unemployed Cody Rhodes, Yate, Astro, and Ginger Lee got a point for that. Yeah. Um, Kevin Dunn yeah. liked the spot. He replayed it four <laughs> times. Yeah. At least, at least it he makes it fucking injured. hard for those of us who come on here and shit all over the way AEW handles injuries and shit like that when this happens. Because not only did they continue the match, but they also then proceeded to show replays. Now, you can sit there and tell, oh, he told the referee he was fine. Yeah, I'm sure Lance Archer did too. Right. That's yep. what these guys do. That's why Anybody the referee has to stop them. Now, by the way, hold on before you go there, Sal. Okay. Um, big, big hats off to Baron Corbin, who clearly recognized what had happened and improvised pulling Moss out of the ring and then doing the run around the ring to give distract Moss Drew to give time. Moss yeah. some time. Mm-hmm. That was that was a pro move there by Corbin. Yeah, and he doesn't give cre- he doesn't get credit for that stuff. That, no, he that absolutely but... was a veteran move. Yep. Um, but for anybody who didn't see the spot, Drew McIntyre sets up Madcap for the reverse Alabama slam. And Madcap doesn't take it on his stomach in a flat sense. No. Madcap gets pile-driven on his neck. It was bad. Straight down. Top of his head, straight into the canvas. Mm-hmm. Like, he popped back up, and credit to him. And like you said, with uh, um, pulling him out of there by Corbin... I don't know if I would have, even the way he looked. I don't know if I would have had that match continue on. Shouldn't have. Like, yeah. It. Uh, and for sure, don't replay it six times. Yeah. And oh, by the way, if Drew's gonna continue to walk around with this sword, he needs to fucking stab someone now. Right. Like, yeah. Like we've teased it enough. Like it needs to. Ha- you need to impale somebody at this point. He took a swipe at Corbin. And Corbin had to go out of his way to quote unquote duck, and I'm just like, just now it's becoming a nuisance. Like the sword was cool when he would use it on his entrance when he first showed up, like with the sword. But now it's just like, oh, we have to incorporate the sword, do the sword spot. Well, with him doing uh, his his finisher with the sword in his hand, I keep expecting him to stab it right into the fucking mat underneath him if he does it. Yeah, but realistically, it was a missed opportunity, because what would be more over in Saudi Arabia than a beheading? I mean, really. It's true. <laughs> Very true. By the way, um, do you think Drew was laying pipe all over Saudi Arabia? We'll find out in about ten years. <laughs> Why does that Saudi child have a Scottish accent? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. We're just going to call him Scotty Arabian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was great. All right, anyway. (laughs) Uh, We followed up with Becky Lynch versus Lita. Um, I have this on the 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 results. Oh, there it is. My bad. I got fucked up on my own names. Uh, uh, every Becky single Lynch person won. except for 
Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, everybody picked her other than unemployed Cody Rhodes. Um, I thought this was going to be a train wreck. I honestly did. Uh, Lita was never a great technical wrestler, even in her prime. Um, she held this together pretty well. Outside of that sleeper hold attempt where she fucking put a sleeper hold around her forehead, which I don't yeah. really understand what was going on there. Um, but other than that spot... I thought Lita pretty well hold her, held her own in this match. I thought it was yeah, a good, good, good match. And she didn't really have to change her attire at all. Well, no thong. But. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, she didn't have that last time either. Uh, no, uh, it was better than what I thought it was going to be. By a lot. And actually huh? longer. It was it was a pretty decent match. They had yeah. a back and forth. They had a nice comeback spot. Um, mm. I'm going to forget about that forehead thing, sleeper thing, because it was just probably like, you know. She fucked up. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. It was another good um, good way to put Becky over as, you know, even even the best of the people that, you know, used to work there kind of thing. Um, so then that takes us to what should have been the Usos versus the Viking Raiders. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which instead turned into a no contest and the match never started. How are you gonna how are you gonna fly four dudes out to a completely One of them has a newborn country? child. <laughs> yes. I don't know if he's newborn at this point, but still a very young child. Yeah, still very yeah, under a year. Yeah. So they flew all the way out there to film essentially like a, a reason for them could, not to have a match. Could they have not filmed a backstage beatdown at beat SmackDown down. on, on Two weeks beforehand, if this right, was the plan exactly. all along, did they legitimately yeah. need to fly these motherfuckers over to Saudi Arabia to do this? Which is why I don't buy for a second the story that it was pl- that was what was planned all along. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. Sh- <laughs> I mean, they they got paid. I was so just that. gonna say that. <laughs> I'm sure they got paid just as good as anybody who had a 20 minute match. So. Yeah, and I, I get that you do like meet and greets with people when you're over there and things like that. So it's not it's not like they literally flew them over there. They went out there for two seconds and went back in and went home. But yeah, I I get you on that. It's like if you're if you're not going to have this match, then there's no real reason to to bring them on a plane. Uh, we got a new visitor to the chat, Necro Eric, who says, "I hope you guys watched." the 15 other programs this past weekend after the damn rough Saudi show. Um, <laughs> I didn't watch 15. I can guarantee you that. Um, I did sort of watch Raw. So I think that was the only one after that that I saw. Which that feels like you're watching three shows. Oh, I did watch some of the Impact pay-per-view, too. So there was that. Yeah. Impact pay-per-view also better than Elimination Chamber. <laughs> Spoiler alert for how you mm. feel on it. Uh, so oh, are we doing a recap of the Impact pay per view too? No, oh. no. Why not? Because <laughs> it would be you just talking and so did you watch the pre-show? Going, Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's probably going to contain Daniel Dashwood and Khalib. Daniel Dashwood and Khalib fought Johnny Swinger and. Uh, You're actually not far off. To be completely honest, Daniel Dashwood was on the pre-show. Nice. The inspiration probably fought like Jessica Havoc. And nope, they weren't on the show. Ah, ah, that's a shame. I like the inspiration. 
Madison, I don't think, was there, so I don't, maybe she's got COVID now, because TLDL did, and then she had to miss the match then, and Madison was there, and then the inspiration was out, so they, they haven't been able to get this actual fucking match that's been, like, three pay-per-views in a row planned, but, so, hmm. Hmm. Enough about All that right. pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship, and... It was Brock Lesnar and God's Juggalo, Rimu, Adam, Dicko Loco, and David Kay all received a point for getting that one right. Um, before I get into the chamber, you gonna get go into ahead. the chamber? <laughs> <laughs> Jason probably want to hop in there after the finish to this, but uh, unemployed Cody Rhodes got zero points. Congratulations, I think you achieved what you were looking for. <laughs> uh, Yete got two points. Uh, Astro, Jason, Fetus Rhodes, and myself got three. Well, Ginger, see, Astro, you finished at the same level as Troy and I. So See that? There you go. And you were technically third last, not last, so you're good. Uh, Ginger Lee and Sal got four points. Remo and Bruno Tomas got five. And tying with six correct. Gods of Juggalo, Adam, Dicko Loco, and David K. So we started the men's tournament off um, with men's Austin tournament? Theory. Men's Elimination Chamber. Oh, okay. I was like, did we switch uh, to another topic? That was no way. <laughs> so Austin Theory and uh, Seth Fuckboy Rollins started the match off. Uh, and then Riddle and then AJ Styles, and then Brock Lesnar. If you're noticing that I'm missing a person there, that is, of course, because our champion going into the event, Bobby Lashley, got quote-unquote concussed uh, after... Was it Rollins and Riddle that went into it, or was it... Um, yes. Yeah, it was a buckle bomb. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Rollins buckle bombed him into Lashley's pod, which caused the glass plexiglass to fall onto him, and apparently that was enough to concuss him. So, uh, so it was interesting because at this point Michael Cole says, "Well, Bobby Lashley's out of the match; he is in concussion protocol." At which point I go, "And Riddick fucking Moss wasn't." <laughs> uh, not only that, the original spot looked like Lashley. Uh, was selling his leg, like his leg got caught under the door, to the point where you wondered, did he really tear something in his knee? Mm. But he wasn't selling his head, and Michael Cole was like, his head, he hit his head! You see that? Look, he hit his head on the back of the pod! I'm like, eh, did he though? <laughs> Maybe he was supposed to. How come well, the plexiglass on the back is stronger than the plexiglass in the front? Mm. Weird. Um, yeah, so apparently that is the world's worst concussion ever because uh, he's going to be out for four months. Mm. Uh, no, no, which... he's at Madison Square Garden show. Right. Two oh, weeks. Yes, that's right. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, uh, after that, uh, Brock Lesnar broke out of his pod and proceeded to then just eliminate everybody else right in a row. Here, here's where this, and I feel like I say this a lot, but I, I get closer and closer to just being done with this shit every time. And this was another example of that because, 
Look, I don't care that Brock Lesnar won the match. That's fine. If you've decided that's how you want to go to Mania, sure, whatever. I don't love it. I think there's better ways to do it. But and, and I obviously get that Lashley got hurt. But Lashley getting hurt provides you an opportunity. And typically when they have these unexpected opportunities, WWE capitalizes and makes something cool out of it. So, But instead of AJ winning the title and taking it to Mania to take on Edge, or Riddle out of nowhere winning the title and taking it to Mania to face Randy, or doing something that's in any way different. All we did was what we always do, which is break glass in case of emergency, put title on Brock or Roman. That's it. And now, not only have we put the titles on both of them, now we're having them fight each other for both titles because nobody else in the company is apparently worthy of being a world champion. That's what you've told me. And you specifically told me that by the way you booked this match because he took three of the hottest acts you have and one of the biggest up-and-coming acts and made them look like bitch boys. They They were portrayed and booked in a way that they didn't even belong in the fucking ring. With, with fucking Brock Lesnar. Subjugated completely to the beast. Yeah. As soon as he came out, eliminated Rollins in under a minute. Uh, Didn't minute AJ later, have like a 20-minute match with Brock Lesnar at a Royal Rumble or a Survivor Series one year? Yes. Yes. That was when he was champion versus champion. But he couldn't last, mm-hmm. he couldn't survive two minutes in the Elimination Chamber with him, huh? Dude, no. Gobble, These motherfuckers God. aren't smart enough to figure, let's all gang up on Brock Lesnar, right? He gobbled up Rollins, AJ, and Riddle like they were fucking nothing. Now, the one thing I will give him credit for, the one thing, is the continuity of the fact that the only thing Austin Theory got was a good dick shot on Brock Lesnar. Because as we've all learned (laughs) through the years, the only vulnerable part of Brock Lesnar is his cock. Yeah. Sure, Uh, I gave Theory a, a, a hope spot, kind of. And then he took an F5 off the top of a pot. Where he laid yeah. on his knees. Uh, he did. So, that. I noticed that they conveniently cut that out of the replay. Yes, they did. <laughs> Unlike some companies. Uh, look, I I get it. Brock Brock is a dominant beast, and and he's gonna go title for title, winner take all, a mania. But yeah, he just gobbled up Styles, Rollins, and, and Riddle. I hated that. If you've got two days to fill, aren't you better off with two individual top title matches? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, while I while I think your proposal last week about you know having the women essentially do both nights um, would be interesting. Uh, it at least with them, there's only what like three people that you want to see with that belt on them. Three, well, four or five. Whereas the men. Like, you've got a lot more options on there, and that's what having the two different belts is but good But you really for. don't at this point. We've had this conversation before. Back, think back to the Attitude Era. Yes, you had Rock and Austin were sort of head and shoulders above everybody. But you had such a cast of people below them who were credible championship holders, and that title rotated through that group. So you had guys like Big Show, Kane, Undertaker, Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, they all held the title in that particular section of time. You never knew pay-per-view to pay-per-view what they were going to decide to do. They changed stuff all the time. It was unpredictable. It was fun to watch. This is not that. We have... We have Roman and we have Lesnar. Now, occasionally they'll throw a title on a Big E for a month or two, but it's going right back on Brock. It's just a matter of Brock's took vacation this month, so we need to put the title on somebody. So 
it's not entertaining anymore because you know what's going to happen. As soon as Brock was in that chamber, you had a pretty good fucking idea what was going to happen. And if this was the plan all along, it's it's a fucking embarrassment that you put the title on Bobby Lashley in the first place. Yeah. So does when Lashley does get back, um, does he have a chance of winning the belt back? In two weeks at Madison Square Garden? <laughs> here's the if you're only talking thing. about so, so, if you're talking about title reign in May and June, yeah, maybe. maybe so here's maybe the only Brock thing. This vacation is, till SummerSlam. Okay, call me crazy here, right? The fact that they went and said two weeks in Madison Square Garden, that reminds me of like that classic wrestling trope of when you're gonna do the swerve and somebody's and, all right, uh, he's not showing up. We're gonna do an open challenge, and someone's gonna pop out of nowhere and win the title, which is similar to how Ron Simmons beat Big Van Vader. Actually, Vader was supposed to fight Sting, um, and Sting couldn't compete, so ultimately Ron Simmons stepped up and won the title at a house show event. Um, it sort of reeks of that to me. So maybe that's Sal. Maybe that's where Cody Rhodes shows up. Maybe. Or, but in, the problem is, like you said, the predictability, right? The past few years, they don't they don't do that around Mania. No, and I doubt, and and maybe they won't. But and and I tend, as you guys know, I tend to book things in ways that I think would be interesting rather than ways that I think they would do things. Um, right. But to me, it's just—it's very strange that they—they they knowingly are promoting this Les, Lesnar Lashley match, unless there's a reason for it. They want people to have their eyeballs on that show. Does that make sense? Or they're just trying to sell tickets in the garden. You I don't mean, have to—you don't have to work that hard to sell tickets in Madison. That's true. That's true. Premania. You never know because the, that garden show could come and go, and nothing could happen, and you'd be like, ah, oh, he beat up, fucking. Uh, I don't know. And, big and show even now. still, even <laughs> if your objective is to sell tickets, you don't have. You could throw, you know, Brock Lesnar versus Matt Riddle. That's going to sell tickets. It's something first time ever, and you're not false advertising. The right. fact that they're intentionally false advertising is what makes me curious if there's something here. It. The thing is, and I will give you this: if they ever do anything, it's usually at the Garden. Right. <laughs> Historically, especially yep. you go way back. And, and yeah, that it would be a huge deal, and it would be all over the social media. Um, but then you still get, and then you still get Brock versus Roman for the Universal title. Right. So you could and then you get a second then, title match. But mm-hmm. then you have, I don't know when the Garden Show is. Is it end of March or two is weeks. it like two weeks? So then you have three weeks to build your WWE title feud, unless it's Rollins. Because you could do Rollins versus Lashley at Mania and get away with it. I'd be down well, for that. No, Lashley won't be back by Mania. That's the whole point. He's oh, out for, he's out well, you, could do Ra- you could do fucking Rollins versus Owens. You could do, like you said, Riddle versus Orton. I'd Rollins love to see Cody. it. There's a lot of things you could do. Will they? I don't know. They seem very, very hell-bent on this title for title match. I don't know. I don't they know. Are. We'll see. We'll see. All right. They were oh, very well, hell bent on spear versus spear until they decided to throw Daniel Bryan in there a week before. That's true. Uh, so, any other thoughts on Elimination Chamber? Nobody got killed that we know of. Well, Mad Cat Moss came close. Very close, <laughs> but 
That was unintentional, uh, though. Sure. Uh, yeah, it was fine. It was kind of like the old Saudi shows where nothing really happens. It was a good house show. <laughs> what was the highlight of Elimination Chamber? The outfits. Liv Morgan's in particular? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, this is a problem. Than, yeah. This is a problem right here. I can't this is... think of anything that really stands out like, oh my god, you gotta go back and see it. This is it. This is the problem. There's not one... You can't think of one moment in a company that prides themselves on making moments. I mean, it was cool to see Roman choke out Goldberg in the middle of the ring. Yeah, sure. Hey, that's... That's kind I, I of the know. best I can come up with. So. And that, that in and of itself sort of speaks to what the problem is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even, even Bianca kind of having her crowning moment it felt a little flat too again, okay so again even that from a booking standpoint if bianca's gonna win that match why is she not starting why are you not telling the story of her overcoming having to start and beat every other person in the match i agree sure. with that why are you putting her as the last person in making it as easy as possible and making it as unimpressive for her to win this match as you possibly could yeah right what have we said for years? Baby faces need challenges to overcome. We, they we, need obstacles. We are talking about a business where you can literally write the outcome. Why is Actually, it so you know hard? What's even? Why is it so hard to write a good one? What's even more uh, upsetting about that is they just did it with Rhea six days prior. Right. They put her in the beginning of a, a gauntlet. Everybody by the end of that match was cheering for Rhea because she had fought her ass off. Why can't you do? Why can't you do that with Bianca? Yeah, you're not wrong. Denise Salcedo was so busy cheering for Rhea that she didn't even have time to time the match. I didn't huh? see anything from her crediting how a like, 40 minute women's match on TV. Yeah, surprising. Crazy. It's almost like it's uh, only the bad news that gets reported. I guess if you promote your women's matches ending in less than five minutes, then that's okay. Mm. <laughs> um, and the weird part is three three women's matches on the card, and Lita and Becky is the one that would probably be my match of the night for the women. Sure. Yeah. Sure. The, the Elimination Chamber just had a few too many kind of stumbles, uh, yeah. and especially once it got down to Bliss and Bianca. It was very clunky at that point. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't uh, like Rhea and Bianca have such great fluidity to them and they're they they mesh well in the ring together, but yeah, it was like Alexa, I don't know if it's just because she hasn't wrestled in, you know, thirty eight 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 uh fucking months or not, but yeah, she didn't seem quite as on as she normally does too. And, and, I mean she's and, never been like a technical like wizard, but the, yeah, if her timing's off, if you're not in that ring shape, yeah, it's going to look a little clunky. The other thing yeah. is, and and I think it is, it does bear mentioning, is when you see fans on the internet get all worked up about the fact, like, why the fuck is Shotzi not in this chamber match? Well, you know what, there are, this is a particular show where there are certain people who feel very strongly about not participating in this show, and they are not forced to do so. And I don't necessarily think that's a negative. Sami Zayn is not forced to go over to Saudi Arabia to have his Intercontinental right. title match. They did it on SmackDown. Kevin Owens is not forced to go over there. Like, if you don't want to go, they don't force you to go. Mm -hmm. They make it very worth your while to go financially, 
But if you're like, hey, not feeling it, they don't make you go. So maybe that's what happened with some of those people who are upset we're not That's on the show. a very valid point. Okay. Well, we had a, a return to the ring on Monday. Cody Rhodes? Um, <laughs> sadly, no. Um, of course, you were you were just talking about the people who you know jumped to conclusions on things. Everyone bitching about the fact that Finn Balor wasn't in the Rumble. Well, uh, sure seems like he was coming back from injury, uh, but he uh, he came back on on Raw to be Tommaso Ciampa's tag team partner uh, in in his match against. Just can you say that again one more time? Oh, sorry, uh, Finn Balor was in a tag team match. With Tommaso Ciampa. On Raw. On Raw. On Raw. I think I had that square and shit I never thought I'd see bingo. Um, (laughs) Honestly, like, you had Tommaso Ciampa when he was the hottest fucking thing in wrestling, really. When he first came back, first did the Blackheart gimmick, no music, that whole thing. He was the hottest fucking thing in wrestling. You didn't bring him to Raw then. You didn't try to cross-promote at that point. But now that it's a substandard 2.0 show with lots of colors that Vince McMahon likes and some racist characters that off the charts, then all of a sudden now, now we're going to cross-promote with Raw. Yeah, well, we've had, what, uh, every, almost, almost every week, on Raw or SmackDown, we have an NXT person show up, and different ones, and they're always with you know kind of the bigger Never name the people. Champion, which is always a weird thing to me. That's true. Don't you want the, like the I, sort of the figurehead of the company to, or the brand to be the one front and center? I don't know. Cross, did so. Cross show up on Raw when he was still NXT champion? Yes. Yeah. Um. But like since the 2.0 changeover, yeah, we have gotten Grayson Waller, we've gotten Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I think it was more telling. La Knight. Ba- La yeah. Knight. Yeah. I think it was more telling though that Finn Balor came out there to challenge Damian Priest. It seems like that's the direction that they're going in. Well, that was a, that was another one of the. And, and again, we're going to talk about the over. They were teasing spots for Cody to come back all fucking night. And that was a good one. It's like, oh, here's an open challenge for this title. Who's going to accept it? But everybody looks at the curtain waiting to hear Cody's music, and then it's Finn. So, I mean, that was sort of a theme throughout the evening. Sure. Um, Are you down for Finn versus Priest for the United States title? Yeah. Especially if, you know, there's this dark side of Damian Priest. That he can't control. I'm like he has a they, demon. Uh, I'm trying to remember if they wrestled when he was in NXT. I thought they did. I felt like they did, but I don't remember for sure. Oh, that was the that was quote unquote priest coming out party, wasn't That's it? That's right, yeah, because that was when Priest wore the white gear. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So they had good and chemistry. He took that back bump then. on the stairs, and I thought yeah. it was gross. Ugh. Yeah. So they had good chemistry. That was a good match. Stairs. Ugh. So he'll make he'll make Priest look like a million bucks probably. So. Oh yeah. Do you want to see him take the belt off him? Pants off him? What? Huh? <laughs> uh, do I want to see it? Yes. Do I think it'll happen? Not a chance in hell. Fair enough. Okay. I just I you know I think about his title reign and I I don't think about it. 
you know. Like, I think he's one of the longest-reigning U.S. champions. They, they said something to that effect. I forget what the actual stat was, but... What's yeah. his moment, though? What's his moment that you remember from this title reign? I mean, my... I, for me, it's literally Bad Bunny, and that was before he was U.S. champion. <laughs> maybe this year. Maybe he gets the Nigerian drum match at WrestleMania this year. Uh-huh. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I sometimes forget he has that belt, so... I forget a lot of these guys have belts, honestly. Yeah, really, other than other than Reigns, uh, title... And Brock. And Brock, yeah. Well, he's just started, but... Like, yeah, most of the of the U.S. Or, or the title reigns in the U.S. just aren't doing it right now. Because AEW, I would important. say, too. Yeah. And AEW, I think, is kind of going through that, too. Where none of their champions are really feel all that special, either. I mean, they try with Sammy, I think. Like, they give him a platform to do what he does best, which is the in-ring stuff, rather than the sort of promos. So they try to... I think they've done a decent job of trying to hide his weaknesses. The tag titles are... Barely on TV at this point, unless you watch Rampage. Um, right. Also, that I mean, that's ridiculous. We're we're setting up challengers for our pay per view by having a battle royal one week and a casino battle royale the next week. What kind of fucking what stupid f- shit is that? I don't get that. Just do a what casino is- battle royale, and the last two teams are in the triple threat. If that's what you want to do. Right. But why are we doing a triple threat? Like automatic, like we're not even trying to tell a story. We're just like we're gonna no, have because we got three teams match. that we want in there. I, Probably Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and the Young Bucks. Sure, but you can make it a story. You can make it, you know, O'Reilly, or you can make Red Dragon and the Bucks go to like a double countout or something, or or a time limit draw like they like to do. That wasn't and then in the you two have year plan. Yeah, then you can't promote a casino battle royal. I know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, they also have a, a ladder match for a chance at a championship that you can just show up and be like, "I want to." What do they used to call it when Vince the d- used to do things during like the Monday Night War, like crash booking, where it was just like, "Doesn't fu- who gives a fuck about the long term? Let's just do this to pop a rating this week." Huh. And that's sort of what AEW does every week now. Um, yeah, I was going to say they've been on that for a little bit now, where they just uh, to the point where once again. Their owner has decided to make a promise that he can't really fucking come through on. Uh, what was that thing he said this week? Now it's another. He's working on something really big. Something gargantuan, and I assume he just means Jason Scott. Uh, no, it's it's another. Oh, we've got a we've got a big thing coming, and it's it's going to be so much better than the last thing, and like it's a game changer. <laughs> and... What happened to the last thing? It was Keith Lee. Yeah. <clears throat> Are we done with Ooh. that already? Jesus, that didn't even last a week. Oh, no, yeah. that's not fair. That's not fair. He's in the he's in the revolution match in the with all Sonic the other bosses. Match. Yeah. To be fair, Keith Lee's the one guy out of those three that like he could do shit in a ladder match. And he have, has. You, have you watched Keith Lee recently? Uh, just the one match. Uh, that's enough. I'm worried he's gonna break his ankle climbing the ladder right now. Yeah. So it's Keith Lee, Wardlow, and he's athletic, and Will Hobbs. Not exactly like your... But who did you rule out? You took out Isaiah Cassidy, you took out Dante Martin. I and uh, uh, Max Caster. So, other than Max Caster, you took out two like high flyers who could do some fucking cool shit in a ladder match. Well, Dante Martin, he's been the... That's been his whole 
singles run since his brother got And hurt. this is sort of, Dante Martin's another great example of the stop-start. Like, people talk about WWE stop-start booking. Like, AEW drops more shit, and then it just, like, months later expects you to remember this was still, like, this was still a thing. Like, no. I think either push somebody or don't push them, but don't like yeah. push them. Stop them because they're just as bad as WWE now. No, there was a point where where Dante Martin was the next big thing, and he's completely just fallen into the background again. Everything they don't know how. They don't know how to like make somebody like consistently on their TV. Even Red Dragon. Red Dragon showed up. Then I'm they sorry, were on TV hold in two hold weeks. On. Sorry, well, well, one correction. Dante Martin was never the next big thing. He was a game changer. <laughs> that's correct correct um you know o'reilly shows up they they do something for two weeks then they're not on tv for three weeks then they're back yeah, they're okay i shit on them for that the other day apparently kyle o'reilly's wife had a kid that's why he was they were away and they didn't want to have fish okay okay so. but it's not the first team they did it to jungle boy and luchasaurus for months hey sal yes what was the last televised match christian cage had for AEW? Uh, I think September of 21. Yeah, when he won the Impact title from Kenny Omega. Yeah. His only other singles match since then was losing to Kenny Omega at the pay-per-view. Wasn't that on the debut of Rampage, too? So yep. they like just did that to, to pop that you yep. know, show? Yep. AEW knows how to treat its veterans. They would, they would never make one of their... What's Dude, that? when's the last one-on-one match I've seen with Andrade El Idolo on Dynamite? Well, that's another thing, because now he came out and broke up the... Um, match between um, Darby and Sammy on yep. on TV, and I'm sitting there going, "Hmm, if I never watched WWE, I'm, I'm sitting here like I don't watch Dark. Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> oh, that being said, doesn't he have a TNT title shot now against Sammy? Well, yeah, because just you know what, just give Andrade the belt. By the way, and I don't, I was it Adam that said it on this, or or maybe it was the host, or I don't know. But we're going through the fucking process of a ladder match, a face of the revolution ladder match, to earn a title shot at a title that you simply show up and say, I want a shot, and you become the number one contender. That's fair. <laughs> All these people are going to kill themselves in the ladder match, and meanwhile, anybody else is just like, fucking Warhorse just shows up, like, I want a title shot. All right, cool. That's true. Oh, yeah, and can we please stop? Sammy carrying around two belts. Yes, stupid. That is dumb as fuck. When Razor God, Ramon won awful. both titles at WrestleMania, he didn't carry he didn't around carry two around Intercontinental titles. Right. And back then, it kind of would have made sense. You know yeah. what I mean? No, no. It. That it's needs stupid. to stop. But you know what it is? It's like Sammy wants to feel more important, and again, the boys are all running the show. So, oh, yeah, sure, Sammy, go ahead. Speaking of feeling more important, somebody went to their local lipo doctor. Because all of a sudden, Jericho came on TV last week, and he's got a fucking flat stomach. So, you say that. We haven't seen Jericho shirtless in a while. He's cut a lot of promos in his shirts. That's and true. Stuff. Now, that said, maybe, and, and I don't know, and maybe he's just sort of done it more low-key. Maybe him and Moxley sort of got together on the whole rehab thing. Maybe he's been quitting off the booze and stuff. And we saw the amazing transformation in Moxley from before he left for rehab to after so i mean, maybe i don't know i'm just throwing it out there i don't to be fair, i don't think it's don't fair know. to accuse anybody of of that sort of, of plastic surgery to like he may have just put in the work or he may have made a lifestyle change that that's made that happen so to be fair i don't know for sure that he had anything done but it just seemed like such a dramatic and drastic change and yeah there was moxley moxley obviously went to rehab um 
I don't know if Chris Jericho is, is Again, gone so off the drinking. Again, you say you know it was mean? a drastic change. When was the last time we saw him shirtless? Well, I do remember the last time that we saw him shirtless. We ripped on him for being shirtless. So it was probably during that MJF feud. Okay, so that was like six months ago. Well, yeah, it's like September, October. Okay, yeah. so no, 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 not... it was um, full gear, so it was November. Okay, so it's not a miraculous transformation. It's several months. Sure, but over the course of two years, we watched him get fatter. <laughs> you, know well, I mean? lot, you can actually lose weight if you crash a lot easier than you gain That's weight. True. but. I'm totally going to go back and clip out what you guys kept yelling. When was the last time we saw him shirtless? And I'm just going <laughs> to insert that into the old uh, soundboard. <laughs> yeah, you're going to do extra editing. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of AEW, uh, so uh, your champion, Hangman Adam Page, right? He apparently is now challenged by Adam Cole. Bebe. Bebe at Revolution. So what do we think about Adam Cole being Paige's next challenger, and does he have a chance? Well, I was a little skeptical because he lost his feud to Orange Cassidy, but then he beat 10. So clearly now he's next in line for a title shot. Absolutely. Talk about not heating a guy up for a title program at all. At fucking all. Yeah, but to that... To... Do you know why they, they can't heat him up, Sal? Because there's nobody for him to beat. <laughs> Who are the guys that you would you would match somebody up with in that company to heat him up? Uh, I don't know. Pa- Danielson. Punk's, Punk. Punk's not doing the job. Danielson's not. Moxley's not. No, Mox is not. Kenny? No, wait. No, Kenny's out. So you don't really have those guys to, to heat him up against. That's true. Other than Sammy, and Sammy's still like a new champion. Like... Cody. The only well, day he's gone. So what do you mean he's gone? Um, but the one thing I will say is that even though you don't heat up Adam Cole by you know the people he's he's defeated, um, that in ring promo though that that's always money from Adam Cole. Sure, I like that promo he had with, with Hangman. How do you feel about the fact that he's cutting that promo in front of a sign that said Adam Cole has a dad bod? I mean. <laughs> that on AEW do better camera work but it also wasn't great that all the security guards went running the ring and you're like wait which who's who's the wrestlers and who's the security okay. guards that <laughs> made no sense saying. because the security guards show up for no fucking reason but then the dark order shows up and i'm like and then 10 beats him up and i'm like what is even happening right now that's sort of the thing again is there's no ramp up in anything they do it's like oh all of a sudden now 10's a badass okay cool fuck did that happen i i halfway expect and this is only half bullshit i expect this week on rampage we're gonna have my, matt hardy cutting a promo about wanting to cut orange cassidy's hair still you know you joke but... that's what i'm saying i'm only half kidding <laughs> but no that's right matt hardy's too busy doing fake piss tests and acting quote-unquote erratic mm-hmm yeah, because they don't they don't take shots at WWE. No, no well, no, no. Matt Hardy specifically, he needs something to keep himself relevant at this point. Really, <laughs> Cody wrote that before he left. At this point, Matt Hardy's career highlights should just be a picture of Jeff, right? I mean, that's oh, always kind pretty of been hot. the case. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, 
But there's another one. Like he showed up as Broken Matt, and then we just like, yeah, we're fucking done with that. That's not working, so we'll just change to something completely different with no reason, no rhyme or reason. Yeah. And by uh, the way, question this, for you guys. Yeah. Because I just it just popped in my head, and I don't want to forget about it. Uh, did you guys happen to watch Vengeance Day from last week? Yes. No. Jason, what'd you think? Yes. If you can remember it. <laughs> um, that was, this was a decent show. I, I, overall, I enjoyed it. NXT, even in 2.0 form, is at their best when they, they cut out the hokey fucking promos and like backstage shit and just stick to the in-ring. And this was really what this... There were so many matches on this card, it had to be in-ring all the time and constantly moving. So I think that was, that was to their, their credit there. I initially was a little bit annoyed at Pete Dunne taking a tire iron to the face and kicking out. Yeah. But uh, at this point, it doesn't even matter anymore. Um, They uh, mentioned during uh, Vengeance Day that Stand and Deliver, the next NXT takeover, Stand and Deliver! There you go. That's going to be a WrestleMania weekend? Yep. So is that but WrestleMania is two nights this year. Well, the so. story is it's going to be on Saturday at noon before oh, okay. WrestleMania. Hmm. So it's going to be like an all-day thing. Shit. Literally, between that and... Oh, SmackDown and the Hall of Fame are a Same double day. show this year. Yeah. So that's... Mm-hmm. It's going to be like 72 hours of wrestling that week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to cover it all! No. No, we're not? Okay. Yeah. I am excited for the start of the uh, women's Dusty Classic. They don't have enough Even, women. Yeah, they don't have enough women. They they definitely don't know what they're doing. It definitely wasn't announced to start after the men's one was finished. It's definitely not no. starting like the week after the men's one finished. No, after, and by the Speaking way, of which, you... MSK versus the Creed Brothers was a really really good tag team match. Yeah, and I didn't know it was gonna be. No. I was actually hmm. like, huh, okay. I'm big I'm on the Creed Brothers. The I like Creed them. Brothers won. I wasn't. I mean. Well, do you do heel versus heel, though? I guess, but it does sort of fly in the face of why do we do all the shaman stuff if it wasn't to build them back to the championship, I guess. But, you know, plans change, brother. Sure. Yeah. I guess so. Oh, all right. that reminds me. What if Walter did something? He had a confrontation with Who? There's nobody by that name. No. I'm sorry, Gunther. Gunther. But the crowd still chants Walter, which is great. Yes, it is. I forget who the fuck confronted him. Oh, um, younger uh, Uso there. Solo Sokoa. Solo Solo Sokoa, yes. Not Sequoia, like I called him a couple weeks ago. <laughs> uh, actually, that should be a hoss fight. I, sh- I, I do look forward to that. That should be kind of good. And God forbid, there, there are fucking dollar signs all over Santos Escobar. I don't know how long you keep him down in NXT at this point. I agree. That he had a really good match of fucking breaker. He really did. And the look he's got himself into such fantastic shape, the cockiness, the the whole act is polished and ready to go for the main roster at this point. He's exactly what Andrade wishes he was. Right. And he can talk too for himself. Mm-hmm. Even now and we talked that we talked for you like Andrade oh Andrade's taking English lessons. He's listening to promos and impact. He still can barely understand them. Right. And I don't mean that as an insult. It's just he doesn't I, I, he can't enunciate. And by contrast, you listen to Santos and right. you, you understand every single word he's saying immediately. Right. Yeah, 
hundred percent. He could be their next Del Rio. Like, well, like minus the kind of sexual assault and everything. Yeah, I meant the character. <laughs> um, I mean, he could but, be bigger than Del Rio, though. I don't, I don't. I don't think that's the measuring point that you want. He could be Del the Rio next Eddie. Is champ, the one that you looking for? Yeah. Kids, grab the hot new Alberto Del Rio now with less rape. Yes. <laughs> Only from Jax. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, anything else that we want to cover this week? Oh, mm. Jake Paul. Yes. Do we want to cover Logan Jake Paul? Paul, by the way? But yes. I thought. Wait. That was Logan Paul. The one who fought. Um, I get him. I get him confused. They both do spikes. Is the one who's teaming with Miz, right? Logan Paul. Yes. Logan Paul. Okay. Jake's the one we were hoping was going to. Jake's fight. the one that has these fake boxing matches all the time. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, Logan Paul is going to be at WrestleMania teaming with Sammy. So your Intercontinental Championship is already tied up against uh, – oh, not Sammy. I'm sorry, Miz. Fuck, it's late. Teaming with Miz against the Mysterios. Do we need to see that match, really? I'm interested. I'm there for it, honestly. To be completely honest with you. If you but that's money right there. I that's, know. There are I a know. lot of people who are going to buy that pay-per-view to watch him get his shit kicked. Truthfully. And I'll tell you what, leading up to that match, the promos with Miz and him are going to be great because he's a he's a great fucking promo. He will make you fucking hate him. He will talk you into the building to watch him get the shit kicked out of him. And honestly, it was a great swerve because everybody on the Internet had convinced themselves this was going to be Cody as the tag team partner. The fucking the AEW stands were lining up to jerk themselves off to go, oh, you left to do this at WrestleMania. And they give credit to the Miz or the writing staff or whoever decided, but they fucking they just leaned right into it, turned it into a thing, and then did the swerve. And it was a really well done swerve. I appreciated it. It it was a decently done swerve. That was really um, I don't well know. Done. I don't know if Logan Paul really comes from an established family or whatever the fuck Miz said. His brother is a world class boxer now, according no, to him. He's not. <laughs> But, that, but again, but I did appreciate Miz. He's the him. heel. He's supposed it, it, to lie, Sal. I did appreciate Miz calling him dashing. I thought that was nice. That was a nice little touch. Yes. All right. Also, oh, that means <laughs> mania is when when Dolly right? I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, that's the night. <gasps> They need to do something. And and that match is harmless to me. It's like it's not taking anybody who who should be in like a once in a lifetime match or something like that at WrestleMania and, and tying them up. It's it's the Mysterios. Who gives a shit? Wait, are we getting two celebrities in Mania? Are we getting that and we're gonna get Johnny Knoxville versus Sammy for the IC title? I would think so. That one's a little bit tougher as well. Yeah, Sammy will have fun with it. Sammy will make it fun. Yeah, that's true. All right, I think we are... Wait, do we want to dissect the current goings-on in the 24-7 division? No. Because we got a new champion. Yeah. The old champion. Yeah, well, you know, they like doing that. How about Sammy, Sammy Zayn as your new Intercontinental Champion? Yeah, we yeah. kind of talked about that. <laughs> He's going to defend the title against Johnny Knoxville. 
Yeah, but at least it's something. Because huh? the last champion wasn't doing shit, so... <laughs> At least we know the titles are going to get defended at some point in time in the next couple of weeks. So there's that. And I, and I prefer Sammy as the IC champion, too. He's like three-time champion now. And, you know, he's another one of those guys that can't believe he resigned to just go there and do this kind of bullshit. At this point, that belt is synonymous with his, his character, and I, I do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Anytime he loses it, it's, it's because of the conspiracy. And then when he wins it back, you want nothing more than for him to lose it. So it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that they're putting the title on Johnny Knoxville. As much as everyone keeps saying that he's going to win, I don't I don't see it. I think he's just going to get the ticket out of him. Probably not. Yeah. All right, so that's going to do it for us this week. I want to thank both Jason and Sal for joining me. Thank you, Jason, go ahead and send us on home. I guess that means we will run your ass down next time. Later. Bye-bye. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesaleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>